In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. I wanted for today's meditation that we considered our final destination. Our final destination is also our first destination. God created us for heaven. This is the truth of our life, of our existence. God loves us and we don't know why. From the very beginning, God wanted for us not just a good amount of happiness, but to share with us his own happiness. You see, when the book of Genesis says that he created us in his image and likeness, it's for a reason. So then we can have the means to be able to enjoy his happiness. On our own, we cannot enjoy it. We are humans. He is God. We cannot do any of these things unless we have something divine. We won't be able to understand the love of God unless he elevates us to a supernatural state, the state of grace. So God wanted us to enjoy his infinite love, his infinite happiness. That's why he created us in his image and likeness, and he gave us his grace. Through it, we share his divine nature, and we can understand and share his love, his infinite love. St. Paul explains, Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all the spiritual blessing of heaven in Christ. Before the world was made, he chose us, chose us in Christ, to be holy and spotless, and to live through love in his presence, determining that we should become his adopted sons. As we know, his plans were destroyed by the original sin, and our situation became desperate, since we could not go to heaven, and still there was the danger of hell, and all in all, without grace or any other help. Let's consider the situation of the world before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's, they say that there were about between 20 and 25% of people slaves. Can you imagine people being born in families of slaves that were slaves themselves just by birth? Painful. And the majority of the population, the majority living 
in a miserable situation. They didn't have enough food. They didn't have enough things to put on. They were scrambling for life. And very few people were able to hold the power in society and the richness and everything. And of course, having the armies, having the power, having the, the money, they could do anything they wanted and no one could rebel against them. And on the top of that, we see that the devil was spread in many, many people. When we read the gospel, we see that Jesus finds people possessed in many of the villages where he goes. And that, as I said in other meditations, is a real epidemic. That is how society was without grace. What we have become, not having grace. So we were saying that the original sin has destroyed this and that we were in that situation in which we still have to be good but we didn't have we didn't have any help from God and then God comes to our rescue God came promising that he was going to send a messiah but in the end he sent his own his beloved son With this, he showed how much he loves us. He came to rescue us, and he did it through the most painful, painful death humankind had invented, the sacrifice of the cross. He made a sacrifice of love for us. Through that sacrifice, he rescued us and made us again his children, sharers of his own nature. St. Paul carries on saying, determining that we should become his adopted sons through Jesus Christ for his own kind purposes, to make us praise the glory of his grace, his free gift to us in the Beloved, in whom, through his blood, we gain our freedom, the forgiveness of our sins. It's beautiful the way in which St. Paul explains it to us. God created us for heaven and redeem us to give us the opportunity to choose heaven if we wish, so we could enjoy of an infinite happiness. On the other hand, if God had left us on our own devices, without grace, as the devil planned, we could have been in the middle of heaven and not enjoy it at all. It was impossible for us to enjoy heaven. Let's see if I can give you an example. Imagine that you organize a party. Let's say a wonderful party in which everyone is very friendly, the conversations are very good, the food is amazing, and the music in the background is just the right one 
And in that party, there is a fly flying, as they do, in the middle of the, of the room. Then my question is, is that fly in the party? Some people may argue and say, yes, it's in the, that room. But the reality is, it's in the room, but it's not in the party. That fly cannot enjoy all the conversations of the people around, cannot also enjoy the music, even the food. It may enjoy it, but in a very, very different way. Not as humans may enjoy it, taste it. So that fly is in the room of the party, but is not in the party. When we lost grace, when we lost our divine filiation through the original sin, that is what happened with us. We could have been in the middle of heaven and not to be aware of it at all. That was the miserable situation in which we were. We were going to have a kind of eternity without God. Maybe if one has been really, really good, could have been in a place where he or she didn't suffer, but without the reality or the presence of God. It was so painful. Think about it and give thanks to God for coming to rescue us. We will never be able to say thanks to God as we should because what he did was more than rescue us. 
is to give us hope for an eternity. If Jesus says that for humans to go to heaven is impossible, but everything is possible for God, could you imagine in the time in which people didn't have any grace, in the time in, in which people didn't have the sacraments of the church and all the, the example of the saints, it would have been so difficult for them to be holy, to be able to go to heaven. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for coming to rescue us. Let's give importance to this. We may understand about the immensity of heaven, about the importance of heaven, by looking at the immensity of the sacrifice that our Lord did to rescue us, his sacrifice on the cross. Even if we cannot put ourselves in his place on the cross, still we can be aware of his huge sacrifice. He suffered all of this for you to go to heaven. Now we could ask ourselves the big question, how heaven looks like. Every time I ask this question, people come with many different answers. Each one of them reflecting the situation in which the person answering it is. The male university student will say that heaven is like a big burger, or many of them altogether, because he is always hungry. The young mom with a baby will say that heaven is a place where she can have a nap from time to time. Little children may think that heaven is a place where they can have a lot of chocolate. Even better, a house made of chocolate and that they can eat their own desk if they are hungry. Everyone coincides in the same idea. Heaven is a paradise, but a human paradise. And that is a problem. Because if heaven is a human paradise, I don't see why Jesus had to die for us on the cross, to save us. I mean, to give us a human paradise, one doesn't need to make that effort at all, okay? Let's put it in a different way. Imagine someone giving a simple explanation of heaven and saying, Jesus died on the cross so you can have all the ice creams you wish for, a, for the rest of your life and for an eternity. Or that the person says instead of ice creams, 
well, burgers or chocolate, or you can have all the naps for an eternity that you wish, okay? You will be rested. It looks so useless. It sounds simply ridiculous. That is what the human paradise is, ridiculous, especially when you add an eternity to it. It really becomes boring, a boring place, even more an unbearable place. There had been a series on TV called The Good Place, and there they portrayed heaven as a place that looks really nice, really good, but the reality is that all of them are in heaven. And the devils try to frustrate that idea of heaven in which they are. In the end, they manage to really go to the real heaven. But that heaven is a human paradise. I don't know if he's the imagination of the director that is very poor of his formation but heaven is a human paradise where people enjoy and enjoy and enjoy every single day as much as the day before okay it was amazing but of course when people have been there for hundreds of years thousands of years they are fed up of this paradise and they ask for the annihilation. Of course that God doesn't want the annihilation of anyone. That's why heaven is not a human paradise. Heaven is something very, very different. At the same time, has all the connotations of a human paradise. Try to imagine this. Try to find out what heaven is.
If heaven is not a human paradise, what is it then? Think of that thing that always you look for it, that you need always, and that you never get tired of it. That thing is love. Love is in our, in our nature. We like to receive love and to give love. For a Christian, heaven is to be with God. And God says about himself that he is love. Let's read the first letter of St. John, chapter 4. My dear friends, let us love one another, since love is from God, and everyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Whoever fails to love does not know God, because God is love. This is the revelation of God's love for us, that God sent his only Son into the world that we might have life through him. God says that he is love. He doesn't stress the point that he is almighty, and he is, or that he is the supreme intelligence, and he is, and so on, but that he is love, that he loves us more than a mother or a father may love their children. So the main characteristic of heaven is that there is love because God is love and God is there. We have not been created for any happiness, but for the happiness of God to share his infinite love among us. God is what he wants. If the same happiness that God has in the three persons of the Blessed Trinity that he wants to share with us is a kind of almightiness, but of love. To be in a place where everyone loves you is amazing, but still this is not heaven. That is part of the human paradise we are talking about. But to be in a place where the infinite love of God will be poured onto you and you will be able to enjoy it, that's why he died for us on the cross to make us children of God again, it's impossible to describe. The only possibility or the only example that we could consider is think of the best and happiest moment of your life and multiply it by infinite. It is going to be a love that never ends, and especially that always grows. I leave you with God. I leave you with a person that loves you more than anybody else. Talk to him about heaven. Talk to him about feeling loved, and say thank you to him.
let us consider now by contrast what hell really is. Hell is a place where God is not there. It means then that there is no love and this for an eternity. To say that it is like a very strong depression is nothing because it is eternal and without hope. A depression, one always has a kind of hope that may change, but this one, it cannot change. People are afraid of the fire of hell, but the void of love is much worse than any pain. Some saints have experienced that absence of the love of God, and it has been the worst experience they could suffer. It is deeply, deeply inside of the soul. If one were going to be a slave and be treated badly by the devil, okay, and by everyone, there would be nothing in comparison with this deep, deep lack of love of God. The absence of love, the absence of God, is the worst thing that one could suffer. You may be thinking why I brought these images of hell if we are talking about heaven. Well, precisely, so we become more generous in our life. So we see the dangers in which we ourselves and many other people are. And we try to give to them better example, starting from that. And then that we make the effort to help our friends to go to heaven. It's wonderful that we try to make the effort to go to heaven. But think of your friends or your relatives. How painful could it be for a person who really loves another person to see that person in hell? Well, let's stop it. Let's see if with our life, with our example, with our prayer, and why, why not with our mortification, we help people to find God and we also, with our friendship, we bring people close to God. Think of the pain of Jesus and Mary when they see others that are going in the wrong path and everything looks like they are going to die without asking God for forgiveness. Can you do anything for them?
I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother, Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.